one thing that I can take from this break yeah. is that I've I've missed the podcast loads. And when you when you get out of the habit of doing it, yeah. it makes it hard to get back into that routine. Hundred percent, yeah. I feel like doing. I, I don't know, man. I just think not doing it again, like you say, it's just been shit. Like <laughs> with everything that's been really going on. Been, yeah, I don't really think there's been a benefit from us doing it. It's been nice to do it over Christmas. It's been nice to like, even though I haven't had a fucking Christmas. <laughs> yeah, no, you haven't, have you? Because you've been stuck in London. Yeah. So whether we do it a, a just a one or two week break next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to give us like a a form of a holiday rather than like I think it's been like four weeks, four or five weeks since we've Yeah, but a lot's gone on there, hasn't it? Like Well let's 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 recap what's gone on then. So Yeah since yeah. So since our last podcast I've had and passed an exam. I've okay. changed um I've changed what I do for a living. Yeah. I've been put into tier three, which means that things were all shut. All the restaurants were shut, but you were still allowed to go to the gym. Yeah. The next day, the government then put us in tier four. <laughs> yeah. Which meant we anyone in London wasn't allowed mm-hmm. to go home for Christmas. So yeah. I was in London for my first ever Christmas in London. Yeah. And then since that, it's been pretty, pretty locked down and pretty, pretty shit. Yeah. To be honest, there's it's it's very hard for me to come on the podcast and say how brilliant life is because objectively it isn't. I mean, don't get me wrong, we can put a positive perspective on things. Yeah, yeah. And we yeah. can change our perspective and we can change the way we see it. But objectively, the situation over the last few weeks since we stopped doing the podcast has been shit. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows what we what we're talking about though because everyone's been through it, but I think, especially in your situation, not being able to go home, I thought that was a bad, a horrible move by the government. I do, honestly. Like, it was literally like, what, the day before? And they said, like, no, yeah. you got to stay now. And I think, especially with Christmas, it's such a big event. And having to sort of just not have a Christmas is crap. Like, at least, in, like, I think since the last podcast, we've been, well, where I live, obviously... Um, it was in tier three from the get-go, wasn't it? And you were in tier yeah. two for quite a while. So we already, like, obviously, there was only one place in Staffordshire where there was, like, tier two. And since then, we went to tier four, didn't we? And then they came on a couple of days ago and chucked us into a lockdown. <laughs> national lockdown. A national lockdown. And then on top of that, you've got everything that's going on in America. It's very, very easy to get overwhelmed when you turn yes. the news on and i think it like you just said objectively it is crap but in terms of your individual situation there's always stuff that you can do to to make yourself feel better but at the moment i know that especially with me and you we love going to the gym don't we and to have that yeah. again taken <laughs> away because the last time it, it was like right okay we're in tier three but I didn't really but we mind. Know how, yeah, yeah. But we know how much it affects people's mental health, so we'll yeah. keep the gyms open. Yeah, like, I, I understand that, like, for some people, their 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 sort of social interaction is going to the pub. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That, that That's yeah. good for their mental health, whereas for us, I, f- I really feel like going to the gym is, is what, what we're all about. So, in tier three, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I, I don't mind too much because I know I can go to the gym. So I was getting into a routine again, and I was getting my cardio up and my weight training, and I was back up to doing the, 
the 50 kg dumbbells and that, all that was fine. And then it was like, all of a sudden, next day, it's like, right, we're in national lockdown again and you've got to go back to using your shitty resistance bands. Yeah, well, <laughs> well we, went from, we went from tier two to tier four, all in the space of 48 hours. Yeah, that's just... I don't want to get like too political on you because I know everyone has their own views and stuff, but I do feel like every single time the government failed to act quickly enough and then that's why they end up having to take drastic measures. I was like, yesterday, yes. what, yeah. what, what was it, two days ago, schools went back for one day, <laughs> and the day, that, that night, they were like, no, schools are closed now. It's <laughs> like, what? I, so I was listening back to, um, so <clears throat> I was on a bike ride the other day, because <laughs> since, since the gyms have been closed, yeah. I, I go on bike rides, because that's the, um, that's one of the only things where I can really push myself and it doesn't hurt. Like it doesn't, if I go for a run, it'll hurt. Yeah. And if I do like uh, hit workouts, there's always something that hurts. Whereas bike, it's quite easy to really, really push hard and yeah. nothing hurt. Mm. And during it, I was listening back to our podcast, which was, um, yeah. I can't remember which, I think it may have been um, getting, a, no, I'll tell you what it was. It was get, it was the get out of your rut. Because yeah, I felt yeah. in a rut because I hadn't been going, I hadn't been doing my exercise, I hadn't been getting up early, um, falling back into some old habits. Yeah. So I decided to give that podcast a listen, and then yeah. on that podcast, because uh, we were still in the November lockdown at that point, I said during the podcast, "What is he going to do? Is he going to open it up in December just to have his lockdown all through January again, or is yeah. he going to stay strict?" And so we've known. Everyone has known for the longest time mm -hmm. that if we were to be let out in December, we were yeah. going to be locked down for January and for February. But <laughs> we all went through with it because we had the the thought in our head that we were we would have a normal Christmas. So yeah. for us, that was the trade-off. The trade-off was a normal Christmas for a lockdown January, but yet they take away the normal Christmas. So they say, no, sorry, you get a lockdown Christmas. Oh, yeah, by the way, you also get a lockdown January. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> and almost, well, is the saying now it's going to be till at least the end of March, aren't they? Yeah, That's what they're saying now. Yeah, yeah. And there's just simply not enough time. And I know everyone's, I'm sick of hearing it myself about, like, as soon as you turn on the news, it's this, 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 and this. But it all comes back to coronavirus and lockdowns and, People like if you go on Facebook, I've tried to avoid going on because, yeah, again, like there's so many arguments on there, and I don't really, I don't like getting involved or anything like that. But it's just, it's just so much like negativity all the time. It's easy to understand why me and you've been feeling crap. Yeah, and I don't want to make excuses, but obviously you've got the city life, which I kind of wish I had, and because obviously in the city you can just hire a bike without actually purchasing one, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I can't really do that here. Like, I can't... The, I think the closest thing we've got is, like, an electric scooter in, in the town centre, <laughs> which obviously isn't going to do much. <laughs> but obviously, in, 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 in the city, it's like, you can... There's nice views, and you can just hire a bike out for an hour. Yeah, and there's obviously nice, nice parks, whereas yeah. here, it's just been ice and... <laughs> shit, yeah. You know what I mean? It's horrible. Yeah. But... No, I, I, I agree with that. There's pros and cons to it, isn't there? Yeah, mate, yeah, there is. Yeah. It's but it's it's horrible to think that um so much of our life has been taken out of our control. That's what is is the hard thing to accept. And I feel mm. I feel that when when we were back in when we were back in uh the first lockdown because it was summer because everyone had hope yeah. that we were going to have a normal summer. 
I was like banging the out the outdoor workouts. I was like filming it. I was doing all this. I was being yeah. really proactive with it all. And now I get up in the morning and I feel like an eighty year old man. Like <laughs> all my joints are aching. I'm hobbling to the to the <laughs> living room. I turn the lights on. They blind me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Shorter days. Yeah, you get about and people who work out seriously work out will understand what I mean. You get twenty minutes into one of these workouts because you do force yourself because you are addicted to the gym. Yeah. And you force yourself to do these workouts and you get twenty minutes in and the time is almost exactly twenty minutes and you think, Fuck this. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this. This is doing nothing for me. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. There's too much relaxation, like I feel like when you go to the gym, as soon as you step into that building Straight away, your brain associates it with training hard, yeah. working hard. You can go into that mode, whereas when you're at home, yeah, like you say, you do 20 minutes and then you're just looking around and there's distractions everywhere. Yeah, you can see your yeah, Xbox yeah. in the background and you're thinking, I might just jump on that instead. And Mate, I did a workout the other day and I used the resistance bands. Uh, I've got like, I, sh- I think I showed them you before, you know what I mean, they're all different colours. And then I've also got the resistance bands that you use for squatting. And you can like train your glutes with them and stuff. And I did a good workout to be honest, but it was like after twenty minutes, like you say, you, it's like you almost hit a barrier. Yeah, it's like it is. It's how, how could you do barrier. it? Could you do it? You couldn't do like in the gym. You do like what an hour, an hour and a half, and it yeah. goes easy, flies easy. by. Yeah, but at home, it's, it seems like you, you look down at the Fitbit and I'm like, oh, it's been like fifteen minutes. Like, come on, what's going on here? Yeah, but also, <laughs> I, so I'll, let's right. Let's say we do an hour and a half at the gym. We yeah. go in the gym. We Bas- like, do some weights for an hour and a half we're probably burning about a thousand calories yeah in that one session like probably about a thousand calories on average from what I, from what i yeah 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 definitely and then I, i've been doing like a hit workout here and i've been working my ass off for 45 minutes yeah. i'll check the fitbit and it'll be like three calories <laughs> now, how the fuck does that work then i don't know how it works but <laughs> I, I think in the obviously the difference now as well, like you say, is it's it's not summer anymore. So in the yeah. summer it was easy to go running, whereas now, like you say, you wake up, it's pitch black. It's pitch black by, f- I mean, what we're recording this at R five, yeah. it's pitch black again. <laughs> so you're tired, and I feel like as well because you're not moving your joints as much as people who go to the gym a lot. Like you start to seize up, don't you? And you start yeah, like, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hund- I was so I was um, I had to call the doctor this week, and. He said to me, because hmm. I said to him, he was like, oh, have you got any other symptoms? And I went, yeah. well, I've got I've got um, joint aches and, and muscle pain, yeah, and, like dull aches, but I don't know whether that's from the gym being closed or mental fatigue or whether it's something to do with, with, with something else. And yeah. he, was, he just said to me, he said, yeah, it's, it's a horrible place to be. And he said, vitamin D and us lacking vitamin D mm. is such a massive thing at the minute. And yeah. I've heard that from someone else, you know, as well, about vitamin D. And that's... A, I know that the main place people get that from is sunlight. Um, but it's now more than a coincidence that a lot of people are telling me, if you want to get feel healthier and feel better like with your muscles, with your with your bones, vitamin D is so important yeah. in your life. Well, mate, it makes you want to fuck off somewhere who's <laughs> sunny year-round. Yeah, we should do what all these influencers are doing and go Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> that, and that was an, uh, that's another thing that I want to touch on. But the vitamin D thing, I, it's funny because I was actually speaking to my mum and she was like, yeah, 
because um, she's got like vitamin D um, supplements, mm. and she was like, and I I have the d- vitamin D supplements as well, and we, we doubled up on him, and it, because obviously we're not getting any vitamin D at all, are we? Yeah. And it feels nice, man. It, it is definitely essential to to mental well being. They always say, don't they, go for a walk? Well, well, what? I'll, it's like if you compare walking on a treadmill to walking outside. Walking outside is so much better because, like you say, you've got natural sunlight, you've got the fresh air. So it's 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 one of them, but man, I digress a little bit. But I saw something the other day, and it really pissed me off. <laughs> and it was on Instagram. There was an influencer. I can't remember who it was, but there was loads of influencers, and the majority of them are in Dubai, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah, they are. And I'm not I'm not like bitter or anything that 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 they're there. Uh, if I was in that situation, I'd probably do the same, and I'm not sure, but. It was the fact, what annoyed me more than anything was the fact that they were sharing on the stories all this drinking and like being around each other and having a laugh when they knew that we were in lockdown. And then they they, they were putting the um, the image for, you know, like Shout UK and all the other mental health Uh. services. And it's like, you cannot (laughs) fucking sit there and be hypocritical and be sending me while the public... And the people look, that look up to you, all these mental health phone numbers, whilst you're <laughs> sitting in Dubai having the best time of your life. Yeah. And I just found it like hypocritical, and I just thought this is this is the difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's 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 great for the the work purposes. I mean, come on, man. Let's be honest. It ain't work purposes. Yeah, is we it? all it's, know. We all yeah. We. They, it's oh, it's it's sunny in Dubai yeah. and it's shit in England. But don't be a hypocrite and be living your best life. But then, oh, but if you're struggling in the UK, here's a little mental health number that you should call. Yeah. It's kind of like a big fuck you, isn't it? In a way. Do you know what I think? It's one of the best, um, best uh, influential people who's come out of this whole COVID situation. It's yeah. Marcus Rashford. Yeah, mate, the amount of things he's done. Um, the campaign that he did, yeah, completely for feeding kids and yeah. just all off his own back, and mm. that's the kind of thing that you love to see. So positivity-wise, like yeah, because we're, we're being very negative right now. I know let's, we are. <laughs> let's, let, let's start sh- stop shaking our fist at the sky. So Marcus Rashford, one of the, yeah. the brilliant, brilliant example of someone who's turned his platform into doing something that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and he very is. and uh, and. Really putting pressure on the government to make a U-turn on the on the food campaign, and not just that. Since I think now the government know that there's this pressure on them to provide the free school meals. I don't know whether you noticed it, but within the this lockdown announcement, they made sure to mention as one of the key points that they are still going to continue to provide free school meals. Mm. Um, I saw it, man. That is all because of a footballer's actions. So we, we are very quick to jump on influencers when they are doing this irresponsible shit. Yeah. But but they do have that position where they can do they can do what Marcus Rashford is, has done because he's an example of it. So we d- because influencers will say oh you hold us in too high of a position. We do, but it's because you have the power to do what someone like that has done. Yeah, yeah. Like you have that platform. So I love seeing stories where people mm. who have that sort of social influence are able to use that for good. Um, yeah. And, and not just by sharing a story, like sharing a 
a screenshot of something and then thinking, oh, yeah, there's my, so- there's my <laughs> yeah. social justice for the week. Yeah. Put that one in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Add it to highlights. Yeah, yeah. Um, no? I, I th- yeah. I think, pe- I think we should make more of a deal of the Marcus Rashfords of this world rather than the influencers who are in Dubai. And Yeah. Well, um, that's the thing, though. He's actually famous for uh, talent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, his, his, his story was inspirational. And the fact that he made, literally made Boris Johnson look stu- stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> literally, like, a couple of days later, because so many people were behind it, he completely reversed what what he was saying. So, yeah, man, like, oh, hats off to Marcus Rashford. And... People like that, again, sports personalities who've, who've come from nothing, they, they, especially with footballers, they truly know the definition yeah. of hard work because that kind of training on that level, day in, day out, do you know what I mean? It gives you a, new, it gives you a different appreciation. So well, it, it goes back to what you just said about having a struggle. Like yeah. He had a struggle. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, m- and when he mentioned anyone, about his mum and stuff. Yeah, anyone who's been <coughs> through a struggle can put themselves in the shoes of those who are currently struggling. Because yeah. you've been there and you've done it. Like, we have been there and we've done the depths of, of our experiences of <laughs> yeah. mental health. So that's why we can empathise with people who yeah. are struggling at the minute because we've been there and we can go back in our memories and we can imagine what it's like to be there. Yeah. Whereas there's times where some people are trying to empathise and they just can't because they've yeah. never experienced it. Yeah, and I've I never, I've never experienced like, for instance, <coughs> like postnatal depression. I yeah. think that, that must be one of the most awful things where you, where you've had a child and and you've got the postnatal depression where you don't, you almost don't like yourself yeah. and the and the child. And I've, I've heard some horror stories about yeah. like that, and, and they get uh, intrusive thoughts about the baby yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. sounds horrible. And we cannot talk about that kind of stuff because we do not know what it's like. We can talk about our experiences with depression. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. That's all we can offer. I think yeah. people who have been through struggles, you can always tell. You can always tell who's been through a stu- struggle or someone who can relate to you because they're almost on like a different wavelength. Yeah, I feel like we always talk about stuff like you say that we have got experience with, and the fact, the very fact that me and you, I think we, we've both struggled over the last few weeks, haven't we? And the fact that where we are right now mentally anyway, for someone who is in our position how we were five years ago now, it's very, very easy to emphasise, like sort of sympathise and think, well, if I, for me, for example, five years ago, in this lockdown situation, I would be a terrible, terrible place, man. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's only now that I've got a, a really good grasp on coping mechanisms and all the, the, this other kinds of stuff, but it's still having an effect. Can I imagine the people that are really, that, that haven't got a grasp on the mental health yet, how, how are they dealing with it? Do you know what I mean? That's why it's so yeah. important to do the podcast and stuff like that and to actually actively talk and not just sit there and put one little picture up and, oh, I don't know, man, it's just... Do you see what I'm trying to say or not? Yeah, yeah. It's not... And I think, us, yeah, like you say, us getting back into it and us actively... Um, having conversations about this sort of thing where we are using <laughs> our tiny platform <laughs> for for good and for positive um, positive affirmations. I know we started the podcast quite negative, but... Yeah, uh, but, but I, I think I it's important like to address that, though. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Tone, the tone of what we're saying. So 
Although, yes, we do talk about things that are objectively negative and objectively shit situations. However, we, we can always turn it into a, a learning yeah. and how we deal with things. So, like, for yeah. instance, an example of this is Luke knows that he's he's bad with accountability when he's been doing the same thing for a long time mm. and when uh, he's not got the gym. Yeah. So Definitely. Lou reached, Lou reached out to me and said, uh, oh, can we set up a, uh, some form of accountability for January? Yeah. Because I want to make sure that I, s- I stick to my goals. Mm. And that is from learning from... So he's taken the situation that we are currently in, which is objectively shite. He's taken the his weight loss journey that he's on and that he really wants to do and learn from previous behavior and said okay i know that i'm not good in this these situations so Mm. i'm going to do this and i feel like everyone everyone who's been through these lockdowns at the minute is doing that in some way whether you recognize it or not you have learned about yourself from these previous lockdowns and i'm sure that everyone listening everyone who has has been through it has done something this lockdown that is at least a, a positive way of getting you through it and a positive yeah. change. Well, they've got more experience in it now, haven't they? So it's yeah. it's like as soon as you go into it, it's like, well, what what didn't work last time? Exactly. What did work? And you can literally just take yeah. what did work. And that's why I, as soon as it happened, I messaged Jack and I was like, I know in these situations I struggle with binge eating. Me and Jack never know that. Like, that's no lie. Um. <clears throat> so I said, yeah, you know, if if I can t- message you every night, my calories in versus calories out, that alone will be enough for me to stay on the ball, to not sort of eat, eat crap and that for a week and then because like if I just let myself go and don't really consciously think about it, that's what I would end up doing. Mm. That's I, I think that's sort of like my predisposal of trying to deal with feelings etc and, and loneliness you know what i mean with the lockdown yeah, yeah. so I, I don't think it's just me i think there's so many people during a lockdown where when you're sitting at home the only thing to do is 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 watch tv exercise or you can go the other end of the spectrum and just order food <laughs> can't you and it's yeah i do i do think that more people i think people need yeah. to give themselves more credit is yeah what i'm trying yeah. to say um yeah I think people have, have fallen back into the, oh, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we need to recognize, yes, y- yeah, you're right, here we yeah. go again. You're, r- you're right. Object- yes, you're right, here we go again. However, what are we doing different? What yeah. are we doing that's different? How can you do something this time that is an improvement from last? So... What Lou did was in, in, was a monstrous achievement, really, because not only has he recognised he's got a problem with binge eating, yeah. he's also then actively pursued a way to control that and yeah. to try and help that. Now, Lou, if you if you um, let's say we did, let's say we had a lockdown two years ago, mm. I don't think you would have even. That's what I was trying to say. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I would have even. I, I wouldn't have even contemplated messaging you. I, I would have just been what a I'm failure. Is I'd, I'd, I'm not sure you'd even contemplate your binge eating as being 
a problem. Yeah, yeah. The, the ability, like, to, yeah, the ability to actually recognise and be truthful yes, and honest with yourself yeah, yeah. is is one of the first steps that you can. Yeah, you, and and that's exactly why it was like right, no, no, no messing around, no, no lies, no bullshit. Just just be honest. If if you can't be honest with yourself, then you've got a problem. And I've had many, 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 many times where I haven't been honest with myself. <laughs> And it's all, but it's all a learning curve. And I feel like with the news, when we're watching it constantly, which is what a lot of people are doing lately, it just that alone can make you feel very, very isolated. But if you actually just turn it off, you realise that actually your life it is, although it is different. It's probably not as different as yeah, as, yeah, as, yeah, as what yeah. you actually think it is. You yeah, know what I mean? Very true. Like you've still got very individual true. choices. You've still got um, choices of what you can put into your body. You've still got the choice of exercise. Do you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's just I the do. fact that you get really negative. And you think, well, I can't go out. Which, yes, I agree, it's horrible. But again, your actual individual life it doesn't change a whole lot. It's just a lot of scaremongering. That's a very good point, man. And that goes back to one of our podcasts when we were talking about you've got your bucket of water. Yeah. You've got your bucket of water and there's some dead plants out there. Make sure you water those that you can actually grow. Yeah. Like, control what you can. Lou knows that he can control his eating, so he has done. Yeah, like that, yeah. That is such a massive achievement, man, honestly. It's yeah. such a massive achievement. And that every time we do this, we're getting stronger. We are getting stronger, believe it or not. Because I know that we've come off negative at times yeah. but, I, I, but again though Jack I don't feel like you're giving yourself enough credit because I actually don't actually think that we're that negative at all I feel like we always turn it around even the most serious podcast that we did there, <laughs> was, we, there was laughs in there and yeah. there was positives and I, I, it's not like a, a doom and gloom kind of thing man so I wouldn't worry about that too much no I know people are going to so grow with us there's I think there's two scenarios that you get because so um, sometimes when people are complaining a lot mm. and when people are just trying to vent and just get things off their chest and go, oh, this is shit, this is shit, yeah. this is shit. It's very, it's very therapeutic for people to say that because it just, it's, a, it's almost like a releasing pressure from a balloon, okay? Yeah. But the person listening is on the receiving end of that. So you've got to be very careful yeah. when you're venting to make sure that you're not just... Uh, Bringing not other people down with you. Yeah, you've got yeah. to make sure that you're not burdening people with it because yeah. there could be someone dealing with twice as much stuff and if you're burdening them with even more, yeah. then that's not okay. Um, it's not okay, yeah. There's a difference between venting and... And, and trying to make people feel shit yeah, so yeah. it makes you feel better sort of thing yeah it's kind of like the, the mentality that oh because i'm feeling down i'm gonna I'm to bring you down with yeah, yeah 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 because then that, that makes me not feel so alone which it, it's pretty toxic in a way but like i just want to pick up on one thing that you said about control like not watering dead plants and it's kind of like today you, you turn on the news and I, and I turned it off because although what's going on in america is horrendous and horrible and all the rest of it there is physically nothing that i can do <laughs> yeah. so i am yeah. i am much better off turning it off and focusing on myself because i don't have all, i don't have all the answers i'm not i'm not god or, or whatever <laughs> you see what i'm saying so yeah. i can either focus on that all day and make myself feel really negative or i can say right i'm gonna 
switch the TV off. I'm gonna I'm gonna exercise. I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and yeah, <laughs> improve your own mental health. Whereas we're addicted to negativity. I think I think we're sort of predisposed to just listening and absorbing and giving out negativity, which is why me and Jack, even though we are negative at times. We always turn it around and we're like, no, 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 come on now, we're, we're positive. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and and that is a good thing. So I always, always, always try my absolute best, whether it comes across or not, um, in everyday life to, if someone's giving me, if someone's venting to me, hmm. if someone's just full-on venting, I understand that they need to do that and I will always give them a positive, like, you feed me a negative, I'll give you a positive. And sometimes that's brilliant because it can really inspire people. Um, yeah. And it can just pull someone out of their their depths. But sometimes it can also be a real bad thing because someone can say, shut up, I just want you to, like, just tell me that... I w- sometimes you just need to hear, yeah, it is shit. You know what yeah. I mean? You c- so you've got to be... when Because a lot of people right now are venting. Um, yeah. And you've got to assess whether the right thing is to give them positivity back, which I think is 99% effective. And you can get mad at someone giving you positivity, but it's never offensive. Um, But you've just got to, you've also got to remember that sometimes people just want you to say, yeah, it's shit, rather than, oh no, this is great. Or, oh no, this is actually. A lot better than you think. You know what I mean? So in that respect, basically what you're saying is people can even almost get offended by it, can't they? Like Yes, yeah, y- no, that's y- what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know what you mean, but <sighs> mate, I was a perfect example of someone that would get offended by the truth. Because yeah. I, I sort of i I don't wanna I don't know, it's it's hard to explain without coming across as a bit of a dick, but it's almost like, as hard as life is, it, it, at times you've just got to be like, right, okay, I've been through this, I'm going to have to accept it, and what can I do to move on? I can't keep living in this place where I want people to feel sorry for me. Mm. And at the end of the day, ultimately, you, if, if you are going through that, you need to you need to get to that point where you're like, I'm sick of people feeling sorry for me. I'm sick of giving out this vibe. I want to... I want to grow now. And ultimately, I feel like when you go through traumatic events, it ultimately leads to this spiritual, emotional, physical, just growth, like mm. complete growth. It ends up being, as horrible as it can be, it ends up being one of the best things that's actually happened to you. Because if I, if me and Jack had never been through any sort of mental health issues, and we wouldn't be doing the podcast because we were, we wouldn't. We wouldn't even. We wouldn't even be in this mindset. Do you see what I'm trying to say, Jack? Yeah, yeah. It's, I think people refer to it as taking extreme ownership. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's a person called Jocko Wilnick or Willing that talks about it. Um, and I, I was actually listening to something the other day. It was um, one of my many motivational lis- uh, videos that I yeah. to listen to. And I, I want to know what you think about it, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, in life, it's better to take ownership or take responsibility of every single thing that like, that, that you possibly can. And that yeah. means that if an asteroid was to hit, let's say an asteroid was to come down and hit Emily, okay, 
I hope that doesn't happen, man. <laughs> I, 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 I do not. <laughs> I'm touching wood. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've got to accept that there is something that you could have done. And in that sense, what he meant was, he said, not in the literal sense of you could have pulled her away from an asteroid, in the sense that you could have studied uh, like astrophysics. You could have gone to the... Um, at, to the government where they track these sorts of things and track uh, asteroid impacts and you chose not to do that because it's not a high risk for you. It's incredibly yeah. unlikely that that happens. So you chose to not focus on that but yeah. you still ac have to accept that there is part of you that does take responsibility for that and and he, what he's, I think what I got from it is not in that literal sense of taking blame, uh, of blaming yourself, yeah. but to take on full responsibility of your life and to say yeah. every single decision you make, no matter how big or small, every single decision you make is yours. And whether you like to believe that or not, it's true. Yeah, so I think... So I, I want to know what you, what you take from that sort of analogy and... <laughs> The most simple thing that I would take from that is the sooner that you can take responsibility for stuff, the sooner you can move on. Yeah. Um, because you, you see people that they've had traumatic things happen to them 30, 40 years ago and they're still living in that memory over and over again. So in that respect, maybe, yeah, maybe if, if you, the sooner that, for me, I feel like the sooner that you can learn to learn this concept of, of acceptance, the sooner that you can start growing because as long as you're in denial, or arguing with yourself over something, if you if you could just accept it, which in a way maybe that's what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, then you can be like, yeah. yeah, accepting responsibility. That's the because like, you're accepting yourself and you're ex accepting the situation. You're accepting like everything well, around it. Once you've accepted responsibility. You know what I mean? What else is there to do then? Well, no, exactly. The, Besides, yeah. move on. Yeah, you you have to. It forces you to move on. I'm a big believer that we should be moving on from our traumas. It doesn't mean you don't carry them with you, and 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 they 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 still have a part of your life. But it, again, that Peter Levine said, and I've said that quote many times, that trauma is a fact of life, but it doesn't have to be a, a death sentence, and it mm. really doesn't. Whereas I feel like a lot of people. Because we, we, we don't really know how to even deal with these traumas, let alone process them. We end up holding on to them. You had some, do you know what I mean? You have a, some, something traumatic happens to a child, and when they're 70 years old, they're still, they're still living in that memory. Yeah. And it's, it's a lifelong, yeah. it doesn't have to be a lifelong process of self-blame and self-hate. It, it really doesn't. That's, that's what I'm getting from it anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I yeah. completely agree with you. Um, because I think that when I was when I was going through my breakup, um, mm. I was listening to a Will Smith thing that said, um, "It's it's not your fault that your that your partner fell out of love with you or whatever, but it's for damn sure your responsibility to not let it um, control your life." And like he'll say, "Yeah, it's it's not your fault that that." you will let go from your job, but it's for damn sure your responsibility 
to learn new skills and find a new one. <laughs> yeah. I know I know the video that you're talking about because th in this video it's like a cartoon diagram, isn't it? And it yeah. shows you and it was saying like it's not your fault if you've had an abusive father, but it is yeah, it is yeah. your responsibility to make sure that when you have kids that that you treat them um and you learn from it. And I mate, that, that video resonates with me so much because ultimately you are inside your own consciousness twenty four seven. Like mm. you can be listening to us I, 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 I'm talking to Jack now, but no matter what advice I give you or you give me, ultimately I'm not, li I'm not living inside your consciousness. Mm. So there isn't, like, obviously I can give you advice, but ultimately when the cameras are shut off, it's you that has to live with yourself. Yeah. So you, you owe it to yourself to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Like massively, you owe it to yourself to, to grow, to be happy. And that's another thing I want to stress and all. There's a lot of people that do go through trauma. By default they feel guilty in a way for being happy when in reality it, it shouldn't be that way at all. I'm just going to say it, man. It shouldn't. The, yeah. There's no, there's no reason. But, but then I know I under, do understand that trauma is a very com complicated thing, especially, you know, domestic abuse survivors and all that kind of stuff. But there is no reason to sort of um, self hate on yourself. And the sooner you get that, the sooner you can start moving on and being happy. You're allowed to be happy. Do you understand what I mean? If you've yeah, lost, yeah. A, if you've lost a child, you are allowed to be happy. That's one of the things that I've heard a lot is when a parent loses a child, they feel guilty when they, whenever they smile or yeah. whenever they laugh. When in reality, that that is it's absurd. Do you understand what I mean? Absurd. I and I felt like I, with 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 my, in relation to my sister. Yeah. But at the same time. It's it's not a death sentence. It's something that you use, and you grow with, and you yeah. move on with that trauma. Doesn't mean you forget, but you move on and you grow stronger from it. It's it's. I think you can almost use the template of fault versus responsibility in every in every yeah uh, in every hard. So let's let's use this current situation as a as an example because it, it's 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 relevant for people it's mm. not your fault that we were locked down it's not your fault that the gyms were closed but it's for damn sure your responsibility to make sure that that doesn't impact your fitness routines and make sure that it doesn't impact you hitting your goals because that yeah. is your responsibility yeah. and it's not your fault yeah. that people I die because of coronavirus but it's for your it's your responsibility to not let that to let that burden you and impact you in a way that controls your life, especially if it's a family member, and especially if, let's say, you were the one who's passed it passed it on to them, is mm. you've got to take responsibility of what you can do after, and and learn to say, okay, it's not my fault, but but what am I going to take responsibility for? Yeah, and that's why I've put so much emphasis on sort of uh, particularly at the moment is just limiting limiting yourself to the news just just you've mm -hmm. got to limit yourself because again it, it it's almost like it's almost like a coping mechanism to that not wanting to take responsibility for anything or mm. or oh, I'm going to put this on it's going to make me feel bad and there's that like for me for example my my mindset would be if if you know 3 years ago would be oh, I'm going to put the news on to make me feel bad and then that's going to justify me ordering a takeaway and then that's going to justify 
me not exercising and, and then it, the list goes on and on and on and because I'm blaming this person and I'm blaming that when in reality I've got my hands I've got my feet I can do a workout I could do a workout right now if I wanted yeah. to let's be honest like yeah, you yeah, can do yeah. a workout almost anywhere it's like well you know I haven't got the access to a treadmill or anything it's like well you can yeah, run outside a, yeah, you, well, you know what I mean it's the same thing <laughs> as when you were saying oh I could go for a walk but it's really icy outside or it's yeah. really snowy yeah, yeah. It is, or you could do David Goggins and you could go out there and walk when it's fifty below. And <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you've got you've got to accept that that is an active choice that you are making to not do that, and you can't use the the news and the the government mm. to hide behind your poor choices. <laughs> you've got to take responsibility and yeah. take responsibility for what you can do as well. Don't take responsibility for something that you can't control. Take responsibility for something that you can control and impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's why a lot of people would maybe turn David Goggins off at first glance is because they would almost be offended by it when that's not the intention. The intention is to to attack this subconscious need for comfort. For comfort, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and to get out there because when you see David Goggins, it's like we, we're all capable of... We're not capable, obviously, of doing the level that he's at right now, but we're all capable of getting to that level or we're all capable of... Like, I, I was yeah, watching yeah, a Joe yeah. Rogan podcast yeah. and he was saying... Some woman was saying, oh, um, my, my dad doesn't have enough energy to exercise. And he was like, well, can he walk to the fucking refrigerator? And she was like, yeah, well, he, was <laughs> like, well, he can exercise. He can drag himself. <laughs> he can drag himself through yeah. an exercise routine. You can walk around the living room. You yeah, can do laps yeah. of the living room. You could start doing that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I think that was... Uh, I, I, I listened to that exact podcast. Yeah. I, know it, yeah. I know exactly what podcast you're talking about. And like, like you just said, you may not be able to do what Goggins can do now, but you'd be lying to yourself if you said you could never do it. Like, yeah. If, if me and Lou could train and become better than David Goggins, we could. We yeah. There's there's nothing genetically that's stopping us from doing that. We've both got working limbs, and we can both run. We can both like we we could do it if we trained hard enough. If we yeah. wanted it bad enough, you've just got to. Uh, you've you've got to want it bad enough. You've got to. Um, you've got to accept that you can do anything. Uh, I was again listening to something that said. Nobody believed that it was humanly possible to run the the sub four minute mile, and yeah. I can't remember his name. I wish I could remember his name because that'd make me sound really smart. <laughs> but this guy, that no one believed it could be done. No, everyone said, "Oh, it's humanly impossible to do it." And then this guy did it. And then after that, I think fourteen other guys within the next two years did it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All it takes is one person to believe it's possible and do it for then everyone else to do it eddie hall eddie hall was the first person to ever deadlift 500 kilograms that was an incredible achievement it was a massive jump from what was ever thought to be humanly possible (laughs) yeah yeah it wasn't the next year thor does the same thing 501 was 501 saw something (laughs) because there was a there was an eddie hall video and it was like um heart rate it I think because he, he was doing boxing training. Yeah. You watch his video. I watch his video yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. But there was, he was doing boxing training and he was like, um, heart rate reached 187. And someone in the comments had put, Thor's next video, heart, re- heart rate <laughs> reaches 100, 193. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah, but but yeah, back back to that though. Like that, I feel like that's why I I, I fell in love with what Wim Hof was talking about because Wim Hof did what was scientifically yeah, yeah, impossible, yeah. and he showed that he can be in these minus degree temperatures underwater, but his core temperature is going to remain the same. He can, he can, he can, uh, they injected him with, um, I think it was E. coli and it didn't affect him because, because of the way that he was, well, because of the way that the, the core temperature and, and the water and the cold and the way that he's built his cells up to literally fight illness. And <laughs> everyone was like, nah, nah, that's not possible. And it's like, no, he literally injected the the the, the 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 sorry the E. coli, and it just rejected it completely, which is unheard it's of. Insane, so isn't it? it's insane. Yeah, um, yeah, it is insane. But I just once yeah. you once you can it because it's we both we both got it from Goggins. Um, and anyone listening, please listen to David Goggins because it's just mm. incredibly inspirational. Um, the the belief that you can do anything and not just the belief, but the f- the true acceptance that you could do anything you wanted. That is incredibly freeing and incredibly motivational. Because too many people are qu- too quick to say, oh, I can't do that because of X. I can't yeah. do that because of X. You can do anything. And, and like, anything. Oh, you know what? I really want to touch on the Eddie Hall thing again. Because when I was... I think I started working out in Total Fitness in Newcastle when I was 14. And that was when we were all looking at Eddie because he was training, obviously he was yeah, training yeah. there and he was he was deadlifting like monstrous amounts, man. It was crazy. And um, at this point, like, I think he hadn't even won um, Britain's. Britain's Strongest Man title. Yeah. And then I remember some, I remember like talk around the gym and stuff and st- I remember hearing someone and someone would say oh he'll never win that and then he won that and then I, I, <laughs> I remember hearing someone else say yeah he won that but he'll never win Will's Strongest Man and then he won that so it goes back <laughs> to what you're saying that that <laughs> it's always impossible until someone, someone actually goes it. out there and does yeah. it I, I never said that by the way <laughs> I didn't fucking say that I, I was always a big believer that um, people can pretty much do whatever they want like I, yeah I, yeah. I, I, I went in the in the situation of Eddie, <laughs> as a fourteen year old kid watching him deadlift that amount, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Do you know what I mean? Like it was <laughs> nuts, honestly. Like it's, it, it, it was crazy. There was like there was, we were in the gym, and there was that many plates on the on his deadlift bar, and like the whole gym was like watching him, and it was like there was no plates anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like on the bench press. I was like, "There's no fucking plates." <laughs> Mate, it was nuts, but it was good. It was good. It was that was like thirteen years ago now. Yeah, I love the idea that you can do anything you want. I love that idea because it's 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 so freeing. And some people get scared by that, and people get so scared by the fact that you can do anything that they automatically shut you down. It's like yeah, if a kid, if a kid comes up to you and says, "Oh, I want to be a, a spaceman." They can do it. Yeah. Stop telling them that they can't do it, because they can. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. If they want to be a space cowboy. They can do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, who who I, are you to tell? Who are you to tell them that they can't do that? Like, yeah, yeah. I, it. I just. I think people need to, and I think 
it's a good it's a good way to end the podcast talking about this because people need to accept that it's always impossible until someone does it and yeah. everyone's so quick to come up with reasons why you can't you need to be the one who can tell them why you can and you're always going to have people who tell you oh you can't do that because of x you can't do that because of x that's their problem that's not your problem you can do anything and absolutely anything you you want but you've got to want it and you've got to put the work in you're not going to just get it yeah yeah like and i'm i'm just going to say this real quick that was exactly the mindset that I was in when i was i think when i got shredded when i was 15 it was like walking to the gym training at the gym coming home doing 40 minutes on the bike <laughs> 5 days a week and it's like my mindset all i could see was um because <laughs> I, I made myself like an eight-week program yeah and um all i could see every day was me getting shredded and then there was like i was like seven weeks in and my mum took us to a mcdonald's drive through and at the time like she didn't understand what mcdonald um what bodybuilding was yeah so we went for, <laughs> we went around the drive through and um, <laughs> we went around the drive through and she was like what's up why don't you want anything and all this what's wrong with you so I was like, all right, okay, I'll, I'll I'll order some. I think I had like six nuggets and I ate this chicken nuggets and then I started crying because of it. Because <laughs> I was so fucking, I thought, oh my God, I've ruined all my progress. <laughs> ah, got the chicken nuggets. <laughs> so, but that, but that, but that just goes to show how determined I was to not let anything stand in my way. Like I think I went home that night and because of that, those six chicken nuggets, which in reality, <laughs> Was probably about three, four hundred calories. I was on the bike for an extra hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit but, extreme, but no. <laughs> but it shows that if you want it bad enough, and to everyone listening, yeah. this is how we're going to end it. If you yeah. want it bad enough, you can do it. Uh, yeah, anything, absolutely anything. If you want it bad enough. You can do it. Do not let anyone say, oh, no, you can't because of this. Well, tell them to shut the f- yeah, fuck yeah. off. If you want it bad enough, you will make time. Simple yeah. as that. Like, it doesn't matter what you've got going on. If you want it bad enough, if you want that job bad enough, if you want that person bad enough, you, you will make body, time. Yeah, yeah, you will, won't you? You will make the time. Yeah. So take take that, use that, and do something that you want and go after it, go get it, and don't forget, whilst you're doing that, check up on your strong friend. <laughs>